Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. This episode is dedicated to Christian, and also Coco. Rusty Quill presents... The Magnus Protocol. Episode 2, Making Adjustments.
Okay. Dracula. V for vampires. Assuming you mean Count Dracula, a la the novel, I'd suggest subsection popular culture. And assuming he's behaving as I'd expect... He is. I'd guess a DPHW of... 7475. Uh-huh. Um, oh, close. Uh, 7465. Mm. Um, okay. Frankenstein? Assuming you mean the scientist, not the monster. I do. Then that'd be another resurrection. Possible subsections, obsession, medical, pursuit, and... Hmm. Blasphemy, maybe? So that would make it four, two, three, seven. Um. Now? Uh, um, five, three, three, seven. Pass that here. <laughs> this thing is enormous. We can't possibly be expected to just memorise all of it. You won't keep up if you're sitting there turning pages all night. But surely there's a system or something. Like, what does DPHW stand for? I don't know if it stands for anything. It's just an arbitrary index. You just gain a sense for it after a while. But someone came up with it, meaning there was a logic to it at some point. Sam? So, if we can just figure out what links similar cases, then we'd know what the system was based on Sam. and... We aren't here to decode the system. That's Colin's job, and you've seen what a delight it's made him. Just try to learn your codes and process your cases. But I'm never going to learn all of this. You've been here for years, and even you haven't managed to... quit. No one's making you work here. Uh, I... Right. Listen, Gwen, I'm... Ahoy, hoy. Did you miss me? Was it torture? Too late. I'm sure the UK government found some way to soldier on without me for... <laughs> three and a half minutes. Whatever. Everything good here? Enjoying playtime with Auntie Gwen? Yeah, it's been fine. Cool. We'll unpack that ominous silence later. But for now, we should probably get started. We've still not cleared your backlog. Sure. If you're so concerned with backlog, maybe being on time would help. Hey, Gwen? 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 Time isn't real. Shut up. Hi, am I coming through? Yes, but there's no video. Um, I'd, I'd um, rather not, if that's okay. That might be something to dive into later, but it's fine for now. Great. I've gone over the paperwork that Dr. Khan sent over, and there's quite a lot to unpack, so... I'm not crazy. Of course. I'm not a huge fan of that word at the best of times. But 
I am interested in what makes you lead with that. The last guy used the word delusions a lot, but that's not what... I know what's real, and I need you to believe me. I think I can do that. I can try, at least. And don't, don't do that, either. I don't want your sympathy. I just want to get this over with. Normally, I'd caution against that attitude. But I understand these are sessions that are court-ordered, so the situation is a little more complicated. How about we start with you giving your own account of what brought you here? How does that sound? Oh, um, I didn't think we'd be going straight into it. We don't have to, if you don't want to. No, 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 that's, it's fine. Um, I just... I'm not sure where to start, you know? Take your time. Sure. I've always hated the way I looked. I'm sure there's some deep trauma behind it that you're itching to unpack, but it's a fact. And it's not like I can avoid thinking about it. I'm a visual artist who gets most of her work from social media commissions. That means I'm spending four or five hours a day on Instagram, minimum, and that messes you up after a while, you know? Like, we all know it's fake. It's all filters and Photoshop and everyone pretending that they're the real deal, hashtag makeup free. But just because you know that doesn't mean you're immune. And yeah, I I'd ended up in a pretty dark place. And when I turned 30, I decided to do something about it. I started with my hair, grew it out to make my face look longer, and it sort of worked. And then I chucked out all my older sister's clothes and dipped into my savings to get myself a couple of pairs of my own jeans that didn't make me look quite so much like an overloaded ice cream cone. I even shelled out for a cute LBD for when I did lose a bit of weight. Mum said I was being overambitious, but, well, it hangs off me now, of course. Um, well, most clothes do. Um... Daria? Uh, sorry. <laughs> where, where was I? You were giving yourself something of a makeover. Right. Yeah. So I'm stood there in the bathroom, looking in the mirror, trying to figure out what's missing. And that's when I decide I need a tattoo. I had a couple already, just little things on my shin and my wrist. But I decided I needed something big. Something that really changed my look. So I started trawling Insta for tattooists. And at first glance, it looks like there's this huge amount of choice. But the more you look, the more you realise that the mostly recycled designs, and even those were way too expensive for me. It was actually when I was looking for some inspiration for a commission that I found them. I was meant to be doing a, a portrait for some generic witchy alchemist character. And it was when I was researching the symbols and stuff that I came across Ink Soul. It's like ink soul, but the S is a number five. You can look them up. They're pretty popular these days. They didn't have as many followers back then, but the designs were great, and they offered a massive discount if you agreed to a photo shoot afterwards. I figured I had nothing to lose by reaching out, so I got on their site, filled in the About Me contact form, and got an immediate response inviting me into their prestigious London studio. <laughs> I actually heard the studio before I saw it. 
obnoxious dubstep was echoing out the far end of the corridor and when I turned the corner I found myself looking at the most influencer setup imaginable. A huge purple neon sign took up most of the shop front with ink sole written in cursive, flanked by a pair of ludicrously huge speakers. Looking beyond into the interior, it seemed like more of the studio was dedicated to ring lights and photography gear than tattoos. Ink sole themselves was... To be honest, they were kind of underwhelming. Not a lot sticks in my mind, except that they... Well, they had an absolutely gorgeous floral serpent design running up their arm and into their neck. It was so vivid. It looked ready to slither off their skin and onto the chair. They beckoned me over, and we chatted for a bit. It was weird. They didn't ask me about what design I wanted. They just kept pressing me about my life, about why I wanted the ink. I was honest, maybe uncomfortably so, but nothing really seemed to grab them until I told them what I did for a living. And then they broke into this huge grin and cried, the artist becomes the canvas. Before I could reply, they hit a button on their setup and suddenly we were live streaming with lights in my eyes and their arm tight around my shoulders. I don't remember much of what they said to their viewers, but they just kept telling everyone how lucky I was whilst they dragged me into the chair. And then suddenly they tilted it back, and before I knew what was happening, I, I cried out in shock as the needle hit my skin. They hadn't discussed the design or anything, they just started working on the inside of my left forearm, my drawing arm. I could feel panic start to rise inside me, but all I could do was just sit perfectly still. I stopped being able to think about anything at that point, as it was by far the worst pain of my entire life. Vicious, shooting pains leapt up and down my whole arm from my chest to my fingertips. Every muscle snapped taut automatically, and my back arched on the chair. I wanted to scream, but I couldn't even breathe as it, it felt like thousands of wasp stings ravaged my body whilst mediocre dubstep thrummed through my chest, and Ink Soul chatted to their viewers completely unconcerned. I must have passed out, because when I opened my eyes, Ink Soul was at the other end of the studio, cleaning their bloody tools. The stream was over, and I was apparently forgotten. The pain had dulled, so I dared to look down at my forearm, expecting to see a, a tattered and bloody mess. Instead, a pristine paintbrush design spanned from the interior of my elbow to the inside of my palm. A flurry of colourful floral patterns entwined with symbols I didn't recognise. Despite the pain, I twisted my arm back and forth to admire the work, and those symbols almost seemed to glitter in the light. It was... it was beautiful. Just as suddenly as the lights had turned on, they were off, and I was bundled towards the exit. No debrief, no aftercare. They said they had the shots they needed, and before I knew it, I was stood outside, dazzled and unsteady. I considered going back in, but... I was so tired. Instead, I, I just stumbled back home, my new tattoo still completely exposed. Back in my flat, I cleaned it, moisturised it, and then covered it as best I could. But it, it was already pristine. 
If it weren't for the pain, it, it could have been there for weeks already. I stood before the bathroom mirror and looked myself over, and well, for the first time I saw someone interesting. Someone I wanted to know more about. I went a bit manic at that point. <laughs> for the first time ever, I wanted to attempt a self-portrait. Something real and physical. I, I wanted to feel the brushes in my hands and the oil on my fingertips. I worked through the entire night with a passion like I hadn't felt in years. There were thick globs of paint all over the room. My hands, arms, face and clothes were covered. But when I surveyed the finished work, it was spotless. Not only that, it was by far my best work. A luscious impasto that leapt off the canvas. I've been calling myself an artist for years, but this was the first time that I had felt it. I don't remember falling asleep, um, and I didn't wake up until past four in the afternoon. I was still tired and had a pounding headache along with my throbbing arm, but I still awoke with a smile, because when I opened my eyes, my own face was staring back at me, and for the first time, I wasn't ashamed. At least, not initially. As I stared at it, though, I noticed that whilst it was accurate, it wasn't perfect. The eyes were still slightly wrong, the angle of the smile was off, and obviously the nose still wasn't quite right. Looking around me, I realised that all of my paints were still out. I looked at my new tattoo and realised that I would be fine to just do a quick touch-up. Nothing major, just a, a slight adjustment, just for me. Despite the headache, my hunger, my fatigue and my painful arm, I, I began to take a palette knife to the left eye. Just a small tweak. It was a subtle change, barely noticeable, but I knew I was making progress because I could feel when the knife scraped bone. And when I went into the bathroom to check, I was pleased with the result. There was no discoloration, no bleeding, no damage at all, but the face around my eyes was definitely more symmetrical. It looked so much better. But not quite perfect. I should have stopped then. I should have taken a break. I, I should have called my mum, put everything away and gone outside, but, but the power was in my hands. I could finally make myself perfect. It was small tweaks at first, giving a fresh gasp of pain each time. I slightly lengthened my fingers and made my ears a little more delicate, straightened my nose and re-angled my cheekbones, tapered my chin, slimmed my waist and increased my bust, and narrowed my frame, lengthened my legs, adjusted my calves, and thinned my wrists, oh, and shortened my feet. I mean, nothing much, really. But it was when I reworked my shoulders that I ran into a problem. As my brush and knife made their alterations, the tattoo on my arm began to leak. Not out of my skin, but along my upper arm, spreading out and flowing its rivers of colour into the new contours I was creating. And the tattoo, of course, was the only thing so far that was actually perfect. So I had to work around it as best I could. I worked solidly for days. Each time I slipped the knife into my skin and reshaped it, 
I got just that little bit closer to perfection. But each time I had to make more and more compromises around the spreading tattoo. I was close though. So close. It was almost there. That wholeness you only feel when the canvas is finally complete. But I just couldn't bridge the gap. Each time I would fix up one spot, only for two others to come undone. And the whole time the tattoo just kept spreading and spreading and my masterpiece just kept receding. That was when my housemate Sarah got back from visiting her parents. I lost track of time and didn't realise her trip was already over. I had hoped that I could show off my new look to her when it was finished, but I never got the chance. She walked in the door just as I was finalising my mouth, so I couldn't say anything. If I could, I'm sure I could have been able to explain and make her understand. Instead, she started screaming. And when I made reassuring noises and reached out to her, she backed away. I did manage to hold her for a moment, but the work I'd done on my hands the day before meant that I couldn't really grip her. That was when she punched me. I'm sure she was just surprised, but it was still heartbreaking. Her hand went right into my cheek and undid days of work, and the way she carried on, you would think it was her face she'd messed up. Anyway, I'm sure you've read the rest in the court reports. When the ambulance came, Sarah told them I'd tried to kill myself with some acid she found in my art supplies. They put me on suicide watch and only agreed to release me when I agreed to attend counselling. I haven't made any more adjustments since then. Just waiting for inspiration, I guess. I see. That's quite the story. You don't believe me either. I didn't say that. I would, however, like to ask you directly. Did you try to harm yourself with acid? Of course not. I never wanted to hurt myself. I just wanted to be... better. That's good to hear. If I'd wanted to clear the canvas, I would have used turpentine. Problems? Hmm? No. Oh, good. It's just... Uh-huh. How on earth do you cope listening to all this stuff? Neither of you seem bothered by any of it. Oh, I see. You want to know how to handle reading and listening to all of it? Yes. The secret of the steel-trapped mind which keeps me stoic in the face of atrocities that would drive a lesser will to madness. <laughs> Please. Just stop paying attention. Ugh. Don't look at me like that. I'm serious. I just skim the case for keywords, and if it's a talker, I hit play and get on with other work. Then when it's done being creepy, I process it and move on. You're never going to keep up if you keep actually taking it all in. Just surf the wave without being drawn in. But what if something comes up that you know might be true? Why would that matter? Plus, we're kind of specifically paid to not care. 
Yeah, but... You asked how to cope. That's how. <sighs> All right. The sooner you accept it, the happier you'll be. Sure. Got you calling so late, hmm? No, not busy. I'm at work, so... <laughs> yeah, what's up? Right. How was the crowd? Sounds like a solid gig. That's no way to talk to your big sister. Disgraceful. So is the tour actually on the cards this time, or...? Cool. And presumably, now there's proper interest, they're going to ditch you for someone who can, you know, play an instrument. Oh, you always say the sweetest things. Uh, yeah? That should be fine. It'll need to be after the 28th, though, as that's payday. Okay, no worries. Mm -hmm. Listen, I probably should go and actually do some work. 
It would be super awkward if I got fired when you're just on the cusp of becoming a drug-addled rock star. Yeah, no worries. I'll talk to you later. Say hi to Trotter for me. <laughs> so how's Luke? Oh, he's good. He's still playing with, um, bullets for St. Sebastian? God, no. They broke up years ago. He's with a new group, Dredgerman. Ah. Yeah, they're pretty decent. Well, I'm glad he's doing well. As far as brothers go, you could have done worse. He has his moments. What's that? Huh? The Magnus Institute. You're looking to jump ship already. Oh, it's nothing. Just a bit of background research. Research? Sam, tell me this isn't linked to any of your cases. It's just something that came up on my first day. I've been trying to get it out of my head. Well, try harder. It's fine, honestly. I'm on top of my caseload, and... It's not that. Then what's the problem? I wasn't messing with you earlier. You do need to compartmentalize for this job. Make a box in your head, and at the end of the shift, you dump everything in there and hit the incinerate button, okay? You do not want to be thinking about this stuff outside of here. It's not good for you. I've seen people go weird before now. <laughs> and let me guess, I'm weird enough already. I'm serious, Sam. Alright. I hear you. Thanks. No worries. That's the general idea. <laughs> The Magnus Protocol is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. The series is created by Jonathan Sims and Alexander J. Newell and directed by Alexander J. Newell. This episode was written by Alexander J. Newell and edited with additional materials by Jonathan Sims with vocal edits by Lorian Davies, soundscaping by Tessa Vru and mastering Catherine Rinella, with music by Sam Jones. It featured Billy Hindle as Alice Dyer, Shahan Hamza as Samana Kali, Anusha Battersby as Gwen Bouchard. The Magnus Protocol is produced by April Sumner, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell, Danny McDonough, Lynn C., and Samantha F.G. Hamilton, and associate producers Jordan L. Hawke. Taylor Michaels, Nicole Perlman, Cestius DeRaven, and Megan Nice. To subscribe, view associated materials, or join our Patreon, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us online, tweet us at the Rusty Quill, visit us on Facebook, or email us via mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun, and see you later.